Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Cypher. This is yours truly, the atypical, along with my brothers and partners in crime, the B.I.W.G. Rich, DJ Comedic, and Black Caesar. Hope everyone is doing well out there this middle of your week as you wind down your hump day. As always, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to us. And if you want to join us in the conversation, you can do so by hitting us up at 818-369-0344. That's 818-369-0344. Yo, Comedic, what's good with you, my brother? How you feeling? You know what I'm saying? Pretty chill, pretty chill. Um, you know, this is the rest of the planet's middle of the week, but you know this is actually my quote-unquote Saturday. So, you know, pretty good. Yeah, able to stay in good spirits and keep stuff moving. So it's G. I hear you on that, man. You know, I swear, boy, I don't know if it's uh <laughs> maybe it's just a part of aging, but you ever get to that point where it feels like, you know, you have one thing wrong with you, and then all of a sudden something else just pops up out of the blue completely unrelated to what you're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and also, I mean, I think we had this conversation before too, where, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not reckless, and I'm not, you know, scared, but, you know, we just know clearly that any any injury could be lifelong at this point, you know, so like little cuts, bruises, and whatnot used to take a day to go away, you know, saying or a sprain that you know go away in three days now. You know, you'd be like, "Wow, is this gonna be the rest? This is gonna be my my limp for the rest of my life?" You know, because your body just don't heal the way it used to. Rod, let me tell you, I have, you know, before, <laughs> like I said, we 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 all, you know, knocking on fifty's door, all of us except for Ella, of course. But I, <laughs> let's just say, I, I I'll, I'll go ahead and say about uh, ten, maybe. 15 years ago, only had one doctor that I saw on the regular. That was my primary doctor. Bruh, I got <laughs> I got at least six different doctors now that I see almost on the regular for something. I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. I, You know, dealing with this back issue is one thing, but now I woke up this morning, you know, went to bed last night feeling great, you know, a little slight back problem, but, you know, that's to be expected. Got to have a procedure done next week. But um, <laughs> sometime after I woke up this morning, man, I had this pain like right below my knee, right below the kneecap at the front of my leg. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because I know I didn't bump it into anything. So I'm like, yo, what, what, what <laughs> what's going on? And I'm almost afraid to call my doctor because the first thing he's going to say is, uh, Ray, come on in. Let me, let me, uh, <laughs> Let me take a look at that. If I need to refer you to a specialist, that's going to make a doctor number seven or doctor number eight that I got to see for something now that I don't know what the heck is going on. And, I mean, this thing is paining me bad. I've never, I mean, never had a problem with my knees, never had no knee injury other than getting shot in the kneecap, you know, many, many years ago. But that's a long story to say for another show. But this is the opposite knee. It's not that knee. So I'm like, what the hell is this now? So I remember when uh, the doctor was looking at my spine, you know, to tell me about that degenerative disc in my L5-S1. 
he was like, oh, he said, I don't you know, he said, I ain't trying to scare you, but he said, it looked like you got arthritis riddled all up and down, you know, your your spinal column. And I'm like, how the hell is that possible? And he was like, it'd be a number of factors, you know, work history, you know, how much work you did over your lifetime, physical activity, you know, just wearing natural, you know, wear and tear of the body over time. So I'm like, fuck, man. So, yeah. I mean, I was thinking that, you know, the way you keep moving, you know what I mean, like if you, which which happens to me as well. So it's like if if something happens to you, then you tend to favor the other side. You're shifting way too much weight on that side. Boom. And, you know, you bring out the weakness in that side. So, I mean, it could be it could be yeah. nothing, but like you said, it could be something, you know. Yeah, I thought I thought about that too, because yeah, you're right. That uh, back pain is on the uh, left side of my body, so you know this pain now is actually uh, on the right side. Is on the you know right on the knee, right below the uh, right leg, but. Um, I, uh, like I said, I'm having a um, procedure done on Monday. You know, the doctors, they want he has to find out how severe that back pain is. Because, like I say, then you've seen, or rather, I told you how bad this thing is, the way these um, spasms come, and they're like real repetitious, and that pain is so excruciating. You know, I, like I said, I had to put like a folded up washcloth in my mouth just to bite down on it to keep from screaming. But, he said, uh, you know, the best way, of course, to see how damaged it is is to do an MRI. But because I have that, you know, bullet behind my lung, you know, MRI text, they was like, nah, you know, we're not going to chance that because the bullet is right behind the lung. MRI uses magnets, bullets, some contain metal, so they don't want to, you know, take that gamble. So he said, well, the only other procedure that we could do, you know, to, to see how, damage you know that area is because he sees like in a regular cat scan or x-ray he sees that that column in that l5 s1 is like a pocket of air there so essentially you got the vertebrae just essentially rubbing up on the nerves so he said um you know to see how severe that damage is they got to do something called a myelogram. i said what the hell is that he said trust me you're not gonna like it he said uh is a very painful procedure where they go into the actual spine with a long needle and inject this dye in it so they could get a better image. He said in the old days that's how they did it before MRIs came along, which made things a lot easier. But he said um, he said that's the old school method, and he said they still use it, but he said it's a lot more painful. So he said, of course, we're going to have you, you know, numbed up pretty good, slightly sedated. He said, I'm just giving you a heads up. He said it is painful, so I got to brace myself for that Monday, where I had that done Monday. But, um, yeah, like I said, man, this neat thing, I'm like, dude, please let this uh, <laughs> work, whatever it is, work its way out before Saturday because, you know, got something to do then. And I was like, yo, it's just all sorts of craziness. But, yeah, anyway, like I said, man, it just feels like, one thing one thing hurts or starts to heal and something else hurts or one thing is hurting and then you got something else coming in conjunction with it. So it's like it's they tag teaming right now. <laughs> you got the back tag teaming with the lower knee. I'm like, oh, this 
all I can do is laugh at this point to keep from crying. But like I said, hopefully it'll uh, it'll get better. That's all we can do is hope it get better. So no doubt. Yeah, what's up, little bruh, Black Seas? How you feeling, my brother? Yeah, it was popping, man. Anything, anything. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, uh, Big Rich said he's going to hit us up in a few. So um, before we uh, get into anything uh, heavy, yo, did you, uh, we didn't get a chance to uh, talk about it last week. Let me see if I can find it again. But it was a, uh, <laughs> it was a crazy story I saw, man. I was like, yo, I don't know what. I don't know what be going through people's minds, yo. Uh, while I'm trying to find that story, um, yo, real quick question, because I saw this in a, a group, and I wouldn't have thought that a question so simple would have elicited, like, almost a thousand responses from people. Um, they asked a the question. They was like, you know, if you got your cell phone flipped down, does that mean you're cheating on your significant other? And I was like, uh, no, because I keep my cell phone flipped down wherever I'm at. And I said the only reason I keep mine flipped face down is because I paid too much money in the past for broken or cracked screens, and I ain't trying to go through that with this No. 5. So that's why I keep mine laying face down. But do you all see a correlation with that, people that keep their cell phones face down, that that's an indication that they're cheating? Because I saw some sisters say, yeah, if he got his phone face down, and that means clearly he don't want you to see something that's on it. And I'm like, for real, why can't people just, you know, some people look at their cell phone as a distraction. Like if you at work or you're watching a game or you're doing something, you don't want to see a message or something pop up if you're busy doing something else because that, you know, become a distraction. Uh, <laughs> what's your thoughts on that, Comedic? Much ado about nothing or they got a point with that? What the fuck wrong with you? Let me ask Mr. Bugaz questions, man. Let me talk to you now. Um, <laughs> well, I was <laughs> saying, I thought it was stupid as fuck, too, but I mean, you know, nah, nah, nah. when I saw I this. See, I'm not buying, I mean, <laughs> your answer sounds beludos, like, yo, I'm not trying to get a crack screen. That's like going to fly. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with what answer B, which is, you know, saying modesty, a.k.a. if we're in this situation right here, there's no need for no intrusion of any kind for any reason. Um, I'm going to go with that better. Also, you know who you're dealing with for whatever reason. So if, if you shielding somebody, it's probably somebody to be wilding when they see some ish. So, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to sit here and be questioning, like, listen, we're here doing what we're doing. Let's just do what we're doing. Don't ask me about what you think you see, saw. Uh, that's, that's not why I said for the conversation. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I mean, you don't have to be. Hold on, why you say my? Hold on, why you, why you say my ass is out for noodles? Yo, for real, man. Stuff. Yo, let me tell you. I was sitting. I was sitting somewhere when I before I got the Note Five. When I think I had my Note Four, or whatever. And I was in like, think in the food court eating or something. And debris. I don't know what it was. Just came flying and it came across the you know screen of my phone. And I was like, yo, what the. So that's why I said, man, it, for me, it's like it's like a paranoia. Like I said, I done spent, what, a total of about $400 just replacing phones in the past because of a screen getting cracked. I mean, two of the times it was my own fault dropping the phone, but other times it's stuff, like I said, something come across it, skip across it, somebody 
twirling a spoon or fork. I'm just saying, any any sort of crazy ish. I know it may sound, but, yeah. but that's my life. Like I said, I keep myself even when I'm in the bed at night. I lay it on the nightstand and it's still face down. You know, if I'm you know in the club and you probably don't pay attention, but if I sit it down, like even inside a bar and when we're working or whatever, I still turn it face down. That's just my paranoia. One of my, I guess, OCD triggers or whatever. What's your, what's your thoughts, L? Uh, turn, uh, turn down, uh, face down a uh, cell phone. You think that's an indication of cheating or much ado about nothing? Um, I've had um, very insecure, jealous, possessive girlfriends in the past that will you know, that will question why I put my face, why I would put my phone face down. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to keep picking my phone up every time my phone goes off. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you don't want me to see, like, yo, my phone locked anyway, so you're not going to see any notifications come up anyway. Like, my notifications come up blocked. Like, so they, you're not, it's not like you're going to see every text, every email, any, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to see no, any of my notifications that come up anyway. So, Cut all that out. And then when I did have a block on my phone, like I would hang my, I would have my, you know what I'm saying? I had like the little, how you put it either on the, how you put the, 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 the joint on the dashboard, or I have it off of the, uh, I have it off of the, uh, what's the name? If I'm listening to music, I have it hanging off of the, uh, off of the visor. You know what I'm saying? I have it clipped off of the visor, and it's like you'll see something. Yeah, I mean, she'd be like, oh, like an ex-girlfriend would email me or call me or something. And I'm saying she'll see it when I didn't have a lock on my phone. I'm like, if I don't got a lock on my phone, that means that means either I'm not doing something or I don't give a fuck what you see. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 like, chill, like, like chill out. Yeah, I mean, but at the same token, like, it don't, it don't, that don't necessarily mean that. I mean, you could, cause like, cause bung, right? If 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 I really had an issue with mm. what you saw on my phone, you wouldn't even see it. It'd be cuffed away somewhere. And then when I get an opportunity, I'll come back and look at my shit. You know what I'm saying? If that was really the case. But it's not. So, like, it'd be extra. Sometimes people don't want to be, you know what I mean? Sometimes people don't want to be bothered with their phone. Because they're already glued to their phone. So if they're in the so they're with somebody or they're chilling, yeah, I mean, yeah, I put my shit face down. Or even because, you know what I'm saying, like, like, like with you, yeah, I mean, oh, that's overprotective with their phone, they put their shit down. Yeah, I mean, I don't want nothing, I don't want nothing dripping on my phone. I don't want nothing cracking on my phone. Nothing. Especially if I'm, if, if I just got it and I ain't throwing like a screen protector on it or I ain't put the, you know what I'm saying, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't put a, uh, uh, a, 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 a real good case on my shit yet. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's either way. Like, chicks to say it like that. Dudes would be like, nah, because I don't feel like fucking with my phone. Like I said, I was, you know, when I saw that uh, thread, I was really like a thousand comments. I was like, damn, I guess people take that shit literally or rather some females are like, nah, nigga, what you got your phone face down for? Like I say, even when I'm out with the fellas, wherever we at, if we sitting somewhere, like I said, having lunch, dinner, or somewhere, and I got to sit my phone down, if it ain't in my pocket for whatever reason, I got it on the table, it's still going to be face down on the table. Like I said, that's just my own uh, 
paranoia, but yeah, I was, I was like, wow. But so, Chick, anyway, though, Chick be I, paranoid. Chick be paranoid anyway, though. Like Chick be paranoid anyway. They think anything and everything you do to some extent is an arterial, but there's an arterial motive for. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you do this cause, or you do that cause. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, are you, but shut up. You sound stupid. And at some point, it sounds stupid. You sound stupid, yo. Like, chill. Sound dumb. Yeah. Yo, you go, you got to put my so I don't see that other bitch texting you. Yeah, you sound dumb. Shut up. All right, yo. So, check this out. I saw this story. I meant to um, share this one uh, last week. But, um,. Yo, somebody, yo, cats are out here wilding with these drugs, man. You know, usually, you know, you may get cats to try to smuggle drugs, you know, in their vehicle or, or you know, however they find clever ways of doing this shit. But, yo, some uh, dealership, or actually several dealerships in uh, Ohio, authorities seized over 400 pounds of marijuana. They're worth a million dollars hidden in various cars. These were like new cars at Ohio dealership at uh at different dealerships. They said police were called to one dealership when they said a suspicious package was found concealed in the trunk wheel of a new Ford Fusion. And then they said they found more marijuana blocks from other uh five other Ford Fusions. So <laughs> Now, of course, the cars, they say, were manufactured in Mexico and crossed the uh, Mexican border into Arizona on their way to uh, Trumbull County. But, okay, if you made it into the Mexican border, I mean, through the Mexican border, and all the way up to Ohio with this, I mean, yo, a <laughs> million dollars worth of weed, that's a lot of damn weed. But that's the perfect setup, though, because them shits don't get searched like that. They don't get searched that's like that. Cat. You know what I'm saying? You put, it on a, you put it on a, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you put it on, on, on one of them car carriers, dog. Like, you put it on one of them car carriers, you know what I mean? And then, you know what I'm saying? And, and they just try, they, you know what I'm saying? They just travel. Like, it's different from... From carrying, it's a little bit different when you, them saying when you driving a, uh, uh, even when you got to track the trailer, and you know what I'm saying, and 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 like if they do it by weight, you know what I'm saying. So, as long as they don't throw the weight off that much, you good. But I guess here's the thing for me now: if that if they were smuggling that much weed in, and let's just say it was going to, you know, the Nino of that area or whatever. Wouldn't it have made sense to, like, met dude on the side of the road or, or at a truck stop or something and offloaded that unless, you know, you got... Nah, because then you got to go, you you, you go through... Because you, you, you got to go through... What's your name? You got to... Because you, you, you got um, to bust down all of those cars. If you got if, if you got a brand new car, if it's a brand new car, you know what I'm saying? When they take it off of the... When, when, when they take it off of the, off of the car trailer... When they, when, they, when they take it off of the transport, they have to do a whole bunch of stuff to it. They got to process it. So they got to take all the plastic off of the seat. They got to take, you know what I'm saying, they got to they do something to turn, the, to, to turn the car on, you know what I'm saying, so that it'll be in gear so it don't roll off and shit. Like they have, they have to process and prep the car before, but before that can go onto the showroom or that can go into the lot. 
You know what I'm saying? So they got to do a whole bunch of shit when it's a brand new, brand new, like, 2017 or 2018 car. You know what I'm saying? So when it's it's brand new like that and it's just coming from the manufacturer, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got to do a whole bunch of shit to it. You know what I mean? If it's used cars, it's different. You know what I mean? So if you got a whole bunch of dealerships, like like the dude I was working for, home had 20 dealerships stretched all over the U.S., Right, home has something like 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 ten in Connecticut and like another seven in in, in Mass and then like another ten in Florida. I'm saying he has something crazy. You feel me? So if you got a whole bunch of dealerships, you know what I'm saying so, and they bringing you brand new cars and you getting them straight from the manufacturer and your connect is in Mexico. That's where they manufacturing it from. I right, cool. Put this in the rear well or put this in the spare tire or put this in one of the compartments in all of these cars and bring them up. Now, as soon as you bring them up to your service department, you shut your service department down, and you had them dudes bust it out. You bust it out, separate it, bung, so that don't nobody else, so, so, so that don't nobody else get wind of what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? But if he, some, for somewhere, somehow, he fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Somehow, somewhere, he fucked up, and somebody called the boys. Because that's what was supposed to happen. Cause this is probably that that probably ain't the first run that was made. If it got all the way to Ohio, that's what I was getting ready to get to. They said uh, this happened at a uh, Ford plant in Sonora, Mexico. Now they say according to uh, DEA, they said those working in the Mexican plant might uh, Mexican plant might not even been involved. They said they don't know at what point the drugs were uh, put into the vehicles. Now they said of course Ford. Ford, of course, is working with the feds trying to figure out how this happened. But they also said, going to what you said, L, is that this happened uh, earlier a couple other times. They said back in March, 14 blocks of marijuana weighing around 217 pounds was found hidden inside the spare wheels of new vehicles in Minnesota. And then they said in May, two 20-pound packages of uh, weed were found in two new Ford Fusions uh, shipped in from Mexico. So... They said this is a case that's still under investigation by the FBI and the DAA. But my thing is, yo, <laughs> you know, you know, you got crooked law enforcement. But <laughs> yo, somebody, I- I'm still trying to figure out if the cars are already at the dealership. How the fuck are you getting that up out of the, you know, the dealership when you, you know, you got people there whose job it is, like you said, to take, you know, receipt of these vehicles. At what point? When you pull up inside of that uh, Ford dealership, you be like, yo, hold up. Before you uh, check these cars in, I got to get something out, out of the back. You know, I got something back there. So that's what I say. You got to have people involved in this at, <laughs> at varying, you know, stages. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that's a, okay. If you got, if if they're coming from Mexico and they're, you know what I'm saying, and they're going to different dealerships, you know what I'm saying? You said it was like one in Minnesota, and then it was like one in 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 in, in Ohio. Yeah, that's a national that's a national and international distribution ring. You know what I'm saying? So you got a squad, you got a crew. That's you know what I'm saying that that when that shit come up, they take it off of there, bust it down. You know what I'm saying? And then send it to where and, and then put it on the street as it as it, as it as where it need to go. Only thing is, you gotta keep that you gotta keep that out of the eyesight 
or your regular everyday employees. You know what I'm saying? So that they don't get win and somebody call the boys like, oh, he doing something. You know what I mean? Because that's the perfect ploy. If I got dealerships all over the country, somebody need a distributor like that. And then the cars don't really get yep. the cars don't really get checked. The cars don't really get checked. Like it's different, huh? Nah, I, was, I thought you finished. I was gonna ask Comedic had he ever heard of such. Oh I, no, that's just a crazy. Op- I would say that's just a crazy operation to me because if you, you know, moving that much weed and clearly you got a number of people that have to know that, about that's gonna intercept it. That's going to intercept it, bust it down, and get it back and get it out of there before before any regular people even touch it. Mm. You ever heard anything as crazy, comedic? I mean, going through that many potential you, hands. You apparently, you apparently have not watched, um, you know, what I'm saying knuckles yet. I mean, and and then and, 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 and talk about it. So so the thing is, is if they stop the million dollars. Ten probably got through, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? It's like that, yeah. you know, part of it. They be like, well, part of it is just is just to be caught. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, it's not, it's not. I mean, it, it's like like you said, somebody screwed up somewhere, and or somebody got caught and gave somebody else. But I know that wasn't the first time. Yeah, like I said, I just never heard of anybody moving that much. And we, like I said, you talking cocaine or, you know, any of the hard stuff. Yeah, we, nah, I ain't heard nobody dealing in weight like that. But, you know, hey, like I said, always first time for something. What's good with you, B-I-double-G? How you feeling, bro? Yo, fellas, 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 what's happening, man? How's everybody doing? Slow motion in the big city. You know how we do. I'm out here trying to hustle these Uber streets. You know what I'm saying? Vehicle, 
that vehicle accepts your request, they then just basically, like other companies, they just pull that money that you, you know how much it's going to be already from the rip. Before you even get in, before you even get picked up, you already know what your uh, rate, what they charge you. You already know that it's going to be, you're going to get charged, you know, 15, 17, whatever the case may be. And then once that happens, they hold that sort of like an escrow, I guess if you want to call it that. And then, um, and then once they do that, um, it sits there. When the trip is complete, then they will. Okay, I guess Rich dropped. I'm sure he'll hit us. Or they won't. They <laughs> say he won't, L. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to um, upload any new music. I still got music from our previous shows up here because um, I'm going to have to take my Laptop in next week. Had his brother look at it, see if he could fix it. Uh, first thing uh, Monday, and if not, then I guess I'm gonna be in the market to buy me another laptop because that procedure uh, they told me to go through to be able to hook up my um, my uh, portable to this uh, Galaxy um, View, this tablet. I don't know if I want to chance that because there's a bunch of stuff that just doesn't look right, so I'm going to have to spring down and get me another laptop, but anyway, um, I wanted to uh, do a musical tribute, and I guess I'm going to have to wait till, uh next week um, to get it in, uh, don't know if you guys are probably not as big of a fan as I was, but or am, but last Thursday, um, Lincoln Park, their front man, lead singer Chester Bennington, was found at the age of 41, dead, he had hung himself really? uh, apparent suicide in his home. Um, they the said, little uh, big hair Huh? Little big hair The lead singer, the, the, the lead singer, the skinny cat, the one that did all the oh, uh, singing man. tracks. Not, not the rapper Mike Shinoda, uh, Chester Bennington, he was the, uh, or actually the only singer in the group, because like I said, Shinoda, Rapped and other guys, of course, uh, chimed, you know, chimed in. But yeah, Chester Bennington, lead singer, he was found uh, Thursday, and ironically, Thursday was also or would have been the 53rd birthday of um, God, what's his name? Um, Chris Cornell, he was the uh, lead singer for the band uh, Soundgarden, who killed himself by suicide back in May. So, and uh, Cornell and both Chester were friends. As a matter of fact, Cor- uh, Chester had spoke at uh, Cornell's funeral, and a lot of people close to him said that uh, Cornell's death really, you know, brought out. This man had a lot of demons, uh, Bennington. I didn't, being a fan, I didn't realize that, you know, that was something that I guess was never really made public until a couple of years ago. He did an interview that I didn't catch where this man had demons going all the way back to his childhood, uh, being uh, sexually molested by another male, you know, an older male friend, and that went on for several years, uh, dealing with every sort of drug from 
acid and LSD to crack as a uh, teenager, early teen, to alcohol. He pretty much, you know, lived a hard life in that time. And they said after uh, Cornell's death, really, his, um, they said, I guess his demons came back front and center. And like I said, he hung himself in a new house that he had actually bought in California. I think they said he paid 2.5 mil for that house. Um, they said his family wasn't home, of course, when he did this, and his body was discovered, I think, that morning when the housekeeper came to uh, clean, you know, clean up the place. She found him hanging. They said they didn't find any drugs, you know, in his proximity, no pills, no type of illicit drugs. They still haven't given the results of the toxicology uh, yet, but they said the only thing they saw was like a half a bottle of alcohol, you know, that he had probably drank before he... Uh, killed himself and they said at one report I said that he didn't leave a suicide note another report said he did uh still don't know about that but um yeah like I said I wanted to do a Lincoln Park tribute like I said it shocked everybody including the band as a matter of fact when TMZ first broke it they um you know they uh a lot of fans because I follow them on social media and you know, nobody was confirming anything. You know, Mike Shinoda didn't confirm, I think, till later that day. And then he said, you know, yeah, we just heard the tragic news and we'll release an official statement, you know, later, which they did on their uh, Facebook page. But, um, yeah, like I said, man, huge loss to the music world, to that band, to their fans. Uh, 41 years old, Chester Bennington committed suicide. Leaves behind a wife and I think three or four kids. It's funny because I remember watching, uh, don't know if you guys used to watch MTV Cribs, they actually did a uh, Cribs episode on the band, or more or less, on Chester Bennington, and they went to uh, his house, and I want to say it was um, when he was with the first wife, the first house, and I mean, that thing was like, it was mad normal, it wasn't like he wasn't living like this rock star Life, he had like a little modest, looked like a hundred fifty, two hundred thousand house with his wife, kids there, had like the room that all his bandmates went into where they, you know, just hung out. But the whole house was just like made up like an average middle class family lived there. There's nothing crazy or extravagant with that. So, but yeah, as real tragic. Like I said, I had a nice little set of uh, Lincoln Park tracks that I wanted to play. As a matter of fact, that first album, he said, that uh, Hybrid Theory, which is what really got me on them, that debut album, they said most of the songs on that album was about Chester dealing with his demons. I think their biggest hit, or rather the song that stayed at number one on uh, Billboard charts for the better part of a year. I want to say that chart, that song stayed on the charts for over a year. Um, Crawling, their first single, was actually about Chester dealing with, you know, his demons inside of him, so... They say a lot of the uh, songs on that hybrid theory were mostly songs all written by Chester and dealt with, you know, a lot of demons and stuff that he was uh, dealing with. So, but anyway, yeah, R.I.P. Chester Bennington, 41. But now, since I can't get my Lincoln Park, there's a track up here from somebody that, <laughs> unless you guys are probably fans of the WWE when this track came out, because it used to open up, uh, used to be an intro for Raw. It's one of my favorite tracks by this uh, dude and his group. Y'all get into this. We'll be back in 3.5 with more discussions. 
hit me up on social media does not sound like devil music. It's not devil worshiping. Jesus. Man, oh, man. This is a classic from Marilyn Manson, The Beautiful People. Oh, boy. Why you got to label the man music devil worship music? Come on now. All right, so I'm sure you guys have uh, seen the uh, breaking news today of Trump uh, implementing uh, or rather tweeting about banning uh, transgenders from serving in the military. Y'all catch that? No. Yeah, he uh, sent out a tweet earlier uh, this morning about um there's there's not any and I'm trying to pull up the tweet um that there is no job whatsoever that transgender could serve in our uh, armed forces basically uh what what he was saying or what they're trying to say is that the cost of I guess conversion surgery, therapy treatment, or whatever is too much of an expense for the military. Now, mind you, the military spending is about uh, somewhere between 45 and $80 billion annually, and for the number of people who are in the military who are transgendered or transgendering, uh, the medical cost for that they said it's somewhere around uh, five, somewhere between five and eight million. So you're talking less than one percent of the military's budget. But this is what they are justifying uh, Trump's tweet as as saying that this is why they don't want transgenders in because they claim one, it'll be a medical burden, and then two. They look at it as being a distraction. Uh, <laughs> but that first part, you know, anybody know anything about uh, government spending, especially how they what they spend, you know, on uh, our military, you can call it straight bullshit because, like you said, the government spends anywhere between fifty and eighty billion dollars annually. So for them to say that. This little five to eight mil that they would spend, you know, for these transgendered, which basically they spend over five times that amount on Viagra. I think they said the amount they spend on Viagra for men in the military is over 40 million. So, (laughs) again, this is, you know, it's something I read a while ago. It seems like Trump. And Republicans, this is, they are literally, I mean, at every turn, they are trying to erase or any mention of anything that Barack Obama passed from the history books. Because everything that they've done or tried to do since uh, he's been in office the last six months has been to pretty much do away with everything that Obama has passed. You know, from trying to repeal and replace this Affordable Care Act to uh, cutting off um, uh, uh, 
trade and, and people going to Cuba, you know, uh, wanting to do away, uh, you know, uh, um, abandoning the Paris Accord, Paris Climate Accord. Everything that they're doing is basically like a middle finger to Obama to say, ha-ha, you know, we're getting rid of everything that you've done, Negro. Here, take that. So it's crazy, man, that this is what our country and our government and our POTUS has come to, that everything that they're doing is not about the people, it's about them again. And, and we see it every election cycle, every, you know, presidential cycle, where somebody's trying to pretty much set back what the previous administration did. But to this degree, man, it's just really crazy and bananas. And I've seen uh, comments on both sides of the aisle, liberal and conservatives, that, of course, you know, calling Trump, you know, on this BS, and even those who lobbied for not paying this uh, medical benefit for this uh, these surgical procedures, they're looking at it as if to say, hey, we lobbied to, you know, not want to, you know, have to cover these uh, these procedures, not to out, outright ban, you know, transgenders. So, got any thoughts on that, comedic? Oh, it doesn't make any sense. And again, we're taking policy from social media. Like this guy is crazy. Like the, the, that statement is crazy. I, I really don't care one way or the other. I don't think people are going to the service so they can get um, argumented. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, and, and if they are, is he gonna ban um, people that have surgeries, reductions, additions, uh, enhancements, tucks? I mean. And maybe you know what I'm saying, but I, I, I don't I don't understand why today this was the thing to do. Like, what else is going on? What else are they gonna get in this bill that they're gonna try and pass due to this? Like, because the whole it, it can't be this. And if it is, it's crazy, right? It can't be this simple, right? Um, and who's catching the pitches now? Is Spicer completely gone? I know he he, he said he was leaving. Is he gone? Is, is he? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. There's alternative news. What's going on? Yeah, Spicer. Um, Spicer resigned. Um, the earlier this week or last week, Spicer resigned, and I think he actually resigned when Trump decided to bring in this uh Scaramucci, whatever his name is, Anthony uh, Scaramucci brought him in and put him as the um, communications director, which in essence meant that he would have been Spicer's boss. And they said, of course, Spicer was vehemently against it, and he tendered his resignation like literally the same day or rather the next day that Trump announced uh, Scaramucci as his new uh, communications director, and that just bumped up the, uh, the Huckabee Sanders chick to Spicer's old job because she was his deputy uh, communications uh, person. So, yeah, uh, Spicer's out. Um, Like I said, man, it's so much going on with this White House, man, and a lot of that stuff, especially with him uh, tweeting about these uh, transgenders, this, I think, is another way to try to distract from the Russia talk. 
You know, it's also, I believe, a way for them to try to nickel and dime every penny that they can get or every million or ten million they can get to put in this uh this budget for Trump's wall. You know, that's something that has sort of faded to the background but is now again back at the forefront in these talks because they got a budget uh plan coming up and to avert this government shutdown, uh I think come September they have to get this uh, budget approved. Now, part of this budget includes or is supposed to include money for them to start construction on this wall. Now, of course, they said it's only going to be about uh, 250 miles of the wall, which is like really nothing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, say a couple of football fields unless you know, because they don't have enough money, but they're trying to put, you know, so many uh, tens of millions into this um, budget so they could go ahead and start construction on this wall, never mind the fact that Mexico is supposed to be paying for the wall to begin with. But, again, I think all of this stuff that he's doing now is essential calculations by him to further distract and disrupt because, you know, anything that he tweets, the media is going to jump on it, you know, like a bone and just going to, you know, give it over coverage. So, yeah, I think that right there is just another, um, just another distraction. It's another distraction. But, yeah, you know, it's funny because you listen to Trump and in one breath you'll hear, his uh, administration say, well, you don't take, you don't listen to Trump's tweets, so you don't take his tweets seriously. But then when he tweets something and he says, you know, no, this is my word, this is me, because he himself has said that that's the best way that he connects with his supporters is through social media, i.e. his Twitter. So as he said before, if I tweet it, then you take it as word, it's my word, unless Basically not saying if you don't hear me say it, then it's not true. His word is if you don't see me tweet it, then it's not true. So, Which, any, any thoughts, L, on this uh, new distraction, banning transgender from the military? I mean, listen, um, this shit done. Because first of all, First of all, and, and I don't want anybody, let's, let's do this. Thoughts and views of Elliot Black Caesar Campbell are not those of Pfeiffer, Brother Kometa, Brother Ray, Brother Rich. With that being said, you got any beef, come see me on my Twitter, come see me on my Instagram. Come see me on my Facebook. I don't give a fuck about no transgenders in the motherfucking military. Point being, we still got, we still have veterans of the last several conflicts that we that that that, that, that America has engaged in that aren't receiving proper health care that aren't receiving proper uh, uh, 
that are that are that are being taken care of properly. Okay. So with that being said, and I mean we talking about dudes that's fresh coming home off of tours and still not being taken care of taken care of properly. We still have organizations like the Wounded Warrior Pro- Project and other and, and, and other organizations that are that have formed as a result of veterans not receiving the best health care, wound care, amputee, burn victim, shrapnel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, from coming home from active duty, coming home from coming home from the field. So if that's the case of of the young men if that's the case, the present case of young men and women that have put their lives on the line. Fuck you think I care about somebody that still don't even know who they are gender-wise, but they want to quote-unquote serve. But we're well, here's the we thing, think, though. Here's, here's, think, I know, I know that you probably hold don't. On, hold on. Hold on. Yet right, we spend yet we spend on our military, budget-wise, on on our military, more than several countries uh, uh, combined. You know what I'm saying? In the trillions of dollars. But I'm supposed to give a fuck about, and that's supposed to, and, and that's supposed to get me to press my congressman or the or the, or the press. I'm saying to to, to 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 press my senator to either vote or not vote on, on, on this bill. I'm all set. It's nothing against them, but I don't know what side you fighting for. I'm not fighting for, but fighting on. Like, Nick, like it's still a bunch of motherfuckers that still can't. You know what I'm saying with their legs chopped off and can't get you know proper psychiatric care and shit. Yeah, you know I mean, it's motherfuckers that's you know that still ain't get proper uh, uh, treatment from fucking Vietnam. You know what I'm saying? So the fuck out there about these new niggas or these new people. You know what I'm saying? That they don't even know what they don't even know what what part of the gender war they on. You know what I'm saying, but you want to go fight or something. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. I'm good. That's the that's the that's the right hand showing you that's that that's the that's the right hand showing you something while the left hand is doing something else. You know what I'm saying? Because just like a medic said, if this is what we if this is what we highlighting, then what's all the what's all the shit in between the lines that you throw on there with that? It's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This is one of the reasons. Here's one of the reasons why we all should care about this because. You know, it was 69, actually 69 years ago today, July 26, 1948, that Harry Truman actually desegregated the military. You know, the military up until, you know, that time had been segregated, you know. uh, And you look at, you say, okay, you're going to come for the transgender right now. Now, conservatives, whoever get their way, 
and say, all right, you know, uh, transgenders, gays, uh, lesbians, whatever, you can no longer serve in the armed forces because it's a distraction. Well, guess what? You attack them today, then tomorrow it will end up being women. It will end up being other minorities. It will be just like Trump's slogan, making America great again, or the dog whistle, making America all white again. These are things that, you know, yes, I'm not transgendered, gay, lesbian, bi, you're not, comedic's not, big rich is not. But down the road, these are things that can set the ball in motion for other things that will ultimately affect all of us. Slowly but surely, every little thing that they're doing is almost like a way of turning the hands of the clock back. You know, you you can see it when you look at, you know, people who are going out here killing people because of ethnicities or religious preferences. You know, yeah, we see it, you know, every generation or so, but I think it's more subdued at various times in history than at times when you had the first black president or you got somebody who's using, you know, hateful, bigoted, divisive rhetoric, you know, to, to win an election. I mean, these are things that we had to start paying more attention to. So, yeah, it can have an impact that could affect all of us. Like you said, I'm neither one of us, to my knowledge, is on that LGBTQ quick kick, but... Again, like I said, they do them today, tomorrow, next day. You don't know what's, what it's going to come down to. So, just my thoughts on it. Uh, like I said, man, that whole White House is turmoil, and I'll be glad when Mueller wraps up his investigation and heads literally start to roll, you know, from Trumpkins on down. You know, they get Trump, they get his son, his son-in-law, his former campaign manager, current campaign manager, everybody. You know, bring that whole house of cards down because more and more every day, this is a, a clear example of history repeating itself. You know, a lot of what we're seeing with them stonewalling in these hearings or stonewalling, giving up, you know, uh, documents related to their campaign, their communications with Russia, whatever, all of this is almost a, a carbon copy of what was done with Nixon and his administration during Watergate. It's almost the exact same thing, except this includes a, a, uh, a foreign power. You know, government is not even an ally. Like I said, man, I'd be glad when they, they get to the uh, meat and bones of it and, and go ahead and bring down that house of cards because, you know, it's clear that Trump and his administration have a whole lot of shit to hide just by the way that he keeps calling it a witch hunt because if you haven't done anything wrong or illegal or improper or immoral or whatever, then you should be the main one saying, hey, look away. You know, yeah, here, take my phone, take whatever the hell you need because you're not going to find anything. 
But the fact that he's firing people or people are resigning under him or people don't want to accept cabinet positions under him and everything else is going on, the the uh, press people, the uh, his press secretaries are constantly lying, you know, trying to talk back or walk back something he said or tweeted. You know, it's, <laughs> this is just more and more proof that these motherfuckers are guilty of sin, yo. So, like I said, I hope Mueller pulls all that shit out because, I mean, this man paid for some real, I mean, he brought in some real high-powered help. I mean, people who brought down Enron uh, and, and everybody else he got on his legal team. So, I mean, they're going to get to the bottom of the dirt. You figure for now the little tidbits of stuff that we're hearing in the media, oh, you can only imagine what Mueller and his team already know. If we're just getting stuff from the uh, uh, Washington Post or the New York Times or whatever, you better believe Mueller knows 10 to 20 times more than what's actually being reported. So, like I said, man, bring it all down. Yo, um, hey, I got a story I think you might, um, might actually get a kick out of. Let me see if I, um, Still got it, yo. Have y'all heard of these? Um, have y'all heard of these? Uh, I'm sure Rich probably has heard of it because that it's real. Uh, uh, well, have you heard of these uh, chips called Rap Snacks? Yo, who's that? Could be, could be, um, could be L. Yo, what you doing, L? L. Mute that, mute that, mute that. Did that brother fall asleep on the show? It's a possibility. Am I talking with... Possibilities. I mean, all of us just fall down one time or another. But um, I haven't, I haven't tasted said snacks. But um, from what I've heard, um, people try them out of um, curiosity, and they, and, and apparently they're actually tasty. I, I, I don't know where they're sold. Probably at the bodega or store where they sell Lucy's at, maybe. Yeah. And that's sold. And that's sold anywhere I've ever shopped at so far. But I've heard they're pretty tasty. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I saw a friend um, post, I guess, said she was in her uh, store, and I think she lives somewhere, uh, I want to say Kansas City or somewhere, but she uh, posted the chips and, um, you know, saw the various rappers they had on it, Lil Boosie and, you know, all these other cats, you know, I guess uh, pushing these chips. So, you know, of course, these everybody's like, "Yo, what the hell is this uh this uh BS?" So, I wanted to do a bit more uh digging into it to find out um you know what this was about because my first impulse was when I saw it is like, "Yo, is this the new uh Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben?" You know, you're going to push you know uh 
I call them corny ass rappers, but you know they have fan bases. So I guess it's people that likes them. You know, to me, they're like I guess a 21st century minstrel show, which is what basically the concept for Aunt Your Mama was, uh, something from a minstrel show. But um, I uh, I wanted to do a bit of digging on this show and found out that um, the dude behind that is actually a brother from, I want to say, Philly? Let me uh, see. Let me pull up his uh, thing back up. Yeah, he's a Philadelphia name, uh, native. His name is James. He calls himself James Fly, in quotation marks, F-L-Y, Lindsay. Now, so he graduated from Cheney University with a bachelor's in marketing. Um, you know, he's got a you know little uh, resume here. And they say he actually started Rap Snacks in 94. Um, and so it's been around for a minute. And then uh, at some point, I want to say uh, Little Romeo, um, uh, Master P's son, actually bought the company. Um, so... Uh, I want to say it was a couple of years ago, back in 07 or whatever. I don't even know if he was 18 at the time, but he actually bought the company. So uh, Mr. Lindsay still, uh, I guess, is uh, running it, you know, still in charge of the company, although it's owned by uh, Little Romeo. But I just sat up there, and, and I've, you know, some people commented on uh, Homegirl's thread said the chips are actually pretty good. Now, because I haven't tasted it, I can't knock it. But my thing is, is that as a business and you are putting, you know, you're putting these guys on your product, and I get it, you know, placement is, is everything. To me, that just that just sounds like something that, you know, is, is you're almost making a mockery to, to sell chips. I mean, does that make sense to you, Comedic? You see a mockery to sell chips? I mean, it, I mean, the thing is, is we we okay. I'll put it like this: the thing is, is I personally don't care for the characters they put on the chip on the bag. Um, but you know, I, I'm probably not the demographic for chips. So you know, the people eating the chips, they know the guy on the chips, and they're like, oh, let me try these chips. Oh shit, these chips is good. Yo, everybody hit these chips. So I think that it's it, it's perfect. I mean, and then they're supposed to be, what, hip-hop snacks? So, I mean, again, I don't – who was on the bag first? Like, I don't – But and I'm sure it wasn't – like, them kids, the kids that's on the bag now wasn't even born when the chips came out. So, uh, not – maybe not born, but they – you know, whatever's whatever. I think I think it's – I don't think, I think, I don't think when good. he first um, – when he first – when he first started pushing them in uh, 94, if I read the article correctly, let me – uh. Go back to it. I don't think he had uh, rappers on it back then. Because if that was the case, I was wondering, yo, why well, never see a bag with Biggie on it or Wu Tang on it or you know, cats who was really doing it in '94. Well, here's my thing. When they started, um, and, and again, I'm not saying this is the thing to do, or I may or may not agree with the placement, blah 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 blah. blah. But when they had, um, was it the West West Coast rappers was pushing St. Ives? 
malt liquor or some craziness, the crooked eye, because um, I know that got big for a little while. Um, but then again, how could you be mad when um, Billy was, was pushing Code 45? Like, so it's like, you know, sometimes you say, what the F? But if you just, if you don't micromanage it, it makes sense. And then I don't, again, then don't say, well, this is good or bad, but it's just what it is. So, um, but like I said, I keep hearing that these chips are tasting. Now, I don't know if I'm, my palate is going to be able to take it because I really can't have a salt like that no more. But I've seen them. People are really excited. And then it it tends to be almost like the Lay's chips when when they come out with those goofy flavors. And they'll be like, well, yeah. let's try the, you know, the waffle and eggs one, you know, just to see like, nah, waffle and eggs didn't work. Nah, nah, it didn't work. But, I mean, I, I think I think the curiosity and some for selling bags of chips, I don't I don't see a problem with it. I just just not the chip, you know, just not me. Just not my people. Okay. Well like I said, man, when I saw it I was like, you know, you put in and and, and I get it, man, he's trying to send a message because I think they said on uh I think one of the first bags or one of the first rappers that he actually put on a bag I want to say it was Little Romeo. I forgot what flavor the chip was. But uh, I want to say Little Romeo was uh, the first rapper that got put on the bag of chips. And, of course, he had a message on there about stay in school, you know, and uh, I think they gave a little bio, a brief info on the back of the bag of the rapper and then links to, like, uh, sites where you could get free uh downloads or whatever their music i don't know so but um like i said man i just thought that was i just thought that was mad crazy i was like you know i don't know if they intending to get taken seriously or you know but like i said he's been doing it since 94 here we are 2017 so he's been in the game with these chips for 23 years he said one of the problems with uh trying to get his stuff like say in mainstream or in larger Markets, he says that Frito Lay pretty much has that market on lock, and he said he can't get it in say like Walmart or say Food Line or something. So the thing is, you've been doing this now for 20 years, and you're still in bodegas and convenience stores. You know, he said one of the first businesses that he went to was 7-Eleven, and um. Again, he said, you know, this is, uh, you know, he said it's still a process, but he said for right now, he said he's poised, you know, the more and more rappers that he get behind, you know, wanting to be a part of it, that, you know, he's looking to at some point tap into, you know, Frito-Lay's market. So, as he said, for Frito-Lay, that's like a $45 billion a year, you know, business for them. So, of course, they're not going to just let, you know, somebody who's not part, you know, parcel or some other, you know, major player just coming in and, you know, step into their territory. You know, anything, they'll bottom out first, you know, and and discard it before, you know, he let, you know, them get in there. And I think he said that's one of the big problems that he's having with trying to take it more, you know, um, nationally, even globally for that matter. I forgot how many states he said he's in right now is a very, I want to say like probably 15 or 17 states that he's in right now, you know, selling them. 
out of, uh, like you say, bodegas, convenience stores, 7-Elevens, Circle K's, whatever. So, but yeah, I just wanted to see if you guys were familiar with it. Let me check back on L, see if I still got that snoring sound. Yo, L. Yo, like, I've seen them chips, and I've seen, like, a couple pictures of drinks on, on Facebook. But, like, like to be real, like, as far as the endorsement side of them or the branding side, it's no different from, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's no different from, you know, uh, when you when you got a when you got an athlete that catch an endorsement from like a local car dealership or grocery store or some type of chain, you know what I'm saying that's not something big. That's not something big, big like like McDonald's or Sprite or uh, or, or or Adidas or Nike or something. You know what I'm saying. So that's just a little a little branding brand for them. And then you got little companies that you know what I'm saying that want to put a big face or a big name somebody that's popping on their product. You know what I'm saying to kind of to 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 to, to key into that demographics, which only which only makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, if the, the product's been around, I've seen it before. I've had them. You know what I'm saying like I haven't really like bought them and, and ate them and shit, but I've seen them before. You know they got. Um, if if I remember correctly, like uh, when they first started coming around, when I first started to kind of see them in the in the in the in the mid to late nineties, it was like. It was like salt and pepper and barbecue and and like ketchup. Who the fuck eats ketchup chips? That's my question. Who the fuck eats them chips? Cause I didn't see a couple different. I didn't see a couple different like little uh 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 brands, smaller brands, <clears throat> national brands, but not like big time like laser shit. But like smaller, like like smaller brands, like Rays and like like uh, uh, not Bonton, yeah, but like Bonton and like another couple of little, little ones be making ketchup chips. Who the fuck is eating them shit? That's what the fuck I want to know. But other than that, yeah, like you want somebody to kind of catch on because you put niggas on your shit, yeah. Why not? And for them, it's a check. You know what I'm saying? For them, it's another little. It's it's it's, a, it's you know what I'm saying? They spread they brand so. Why would you want to catch a deal like that? That ain't that's not that's not nothing new. Yeah, they said this uh this one uh group that they got on the chips, uh how do you pronounce the name? Migos, Migos or whatever. Migos. Migos, yeah, they said they actually did like a jingle, I think, for their flavor, which is called sour cream with a dab of ranch. And they did was like I think they said like a thirty or sixty second jingle, but because it was so popular, they actually turned it into a full-length track. Now, I don't listen to these cats, so I don't know. Maybe y'all heard it or whatever, but they said they turned it into a full-length track. And they was like, it's, I don't know if they say it's one of their biggest hits or what. But um, And then they say your man uh, Fabulous just released his bag. I think it's called New York Deli Cheddar. So, yeah, they got a bag with uh, Fab on it. Uh, they got this uh, one with uh, Lil Boosie on it called Lil Boosie Louisiana Heat Wavy Potato Chips. The Fetty Wap Honey Jalapeno uh, Chips. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, like I said, man, if they if, if it works and, and he's able to, you know, cut into Frito-Lay's, you know, market, hey, glad to see any brother, you know, doing something and, and – you know, this business and making, you know, business out of it. The thing is, is he going to do like 
you know, a lot of, you know, brothers, you know, once they get their business going good, they ultimately sell it to a larger, you know, a larger company. And And they completely take them over or completely dissolve them. No, yeah, that kind of man was wrong. That's what that's what uh, Damon John, you know, did after he bought out, you know, his three brothers, you know, to help him, you know, build Fubu into the brand. He ended up selling Fubu. You know, um, sold it to another still, company. He's still, getting, he's still getting bread off of it because they selling, they still yeah, selling yeah, Fubu in Walmart. He, he, he has a ton of other, you know, business uh, ventures. The man and moved. Well beyond Fubu, he has you know mad other business ventures. But I'm just saying, this is one of those things. Or better yet, same thing. Uh, Robert Johnson, and he sold BET, sold to Viacom. You know, what I mean, is stuff that happens. It's not you, very seldomly do you see black businesses that stay black, or at least you could say it's like a hundred or two hundred year old business. So. Mm-hmm. In, in any event, yo, take another uh, break real quick. Come back. Got more discussion for you guys. Once again, you want to join us, chime in, hit us up at 818-369-0344. 818-369-0344. Mm. All right, like I said, I ain't get to load anything uh, new up. So let's go back with uh, one of Rich's uh, favorite tracks, not the one I closed out the show with. This is one I played uh, some months ago. You love this one. Y'all grew to this. We'll be back. More discussion. Hello, Jesus. Jesus, children. Jesus loves you. Jesus, children. Hello, children. Jesus loves you, love America.
Midwest uh, or, or yeah, Midwest Regional. Um, they they first round. That's where that, that that's where that's played every year. Okay, bunk. So we have in the in the amphitheater. So and it's and we get a lot of dudes that come down here. You know what I'm saying that, that 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 come that come through here and play. Snoop has played at, at, at this amphitheater. Um, um, who else? Uh, uh, Future has came has has come and played this that and the third right. So bunk. When it's a hip hop show, like it'd be a whole bunch of people on the strip, but not really. All right. So now where it is, it's about a mile away from this. This, this the, the the amphitheater is about a mile away from down from 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 downtown Hartford. It's, it's really like the next exit up. You know what I'm saying? So it's this whole strip called that we call the Meadows, right? So and it's one long strip called 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 Western Street where where it is. Now the but the majority of it is car dealerships, right? It's a bunch of car dealerships along the whole strip, right? And then you got maybe like a, and then you got a couple other businesses and you're saying couple hotels and, and, and like restaurant not restaurants but like uh um um Couple is like it's like the post office, and then it's and, and then it's and and oh and then I, and at the bottom of it at the at the bottom of Western Street is um is is our is our county jail is our county jail right so in all of these in in along along all of this this industrial spot well not industrial but along all these businesses is big parking lots right so when we have a country show. You know what I'm saying? So any one of these country dudes that come down here, right? You got people that come from out of town, right? That could that, that come from out of town and they will parking lot pimp the entire day. They will fill all of these parking lots up, right? People will come out and then they'll you know what I'm saying like they'll pay maybe like twenty five dollars to sit in the lot all day, right? So and they will they will pre party, you know what I'm saying? They they will pre party yeah, you know I'm saying in the parking lot, right? So then they'll they'll like they'll like tailgate and they'll get they'll get coolers and you gotta and now now mind you the, the age range again is from teenage to to uh uh to 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 upper to to, to upper twenties upper twenties lower thirties, right? Now it's all country. Right, so all of these country motherfuckers, all these little redneck kids that come down here from 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 the redneck parts of Mass and the redneck parts of Rhode Island and the redneck parts of New York and all the little farms because we got because we got a lot of farmland. You know what I'm saying in Connecticut. You know what I'm saying. So you got all these little all these little dairy farm babies and all of this shit. All these rich kids that come down here and they'll take up the whole strip, right? They'll block the whole strip off, just partying all day before going into the concert and then coming out, right? And it'll be a hell of a lot of police presence. But you don't, them saying you, it, it don't never get televised this, that that like like something like this does. It was like, oh, ninety kids got drunk or had to go to the hospital or got arrested at a rap show. But you got these events that happen six, seven times a year. Them saying during the during the, during, the, during the summer in, in a couple of months, and you'll get quadruple the amount of arrests, quadruple the amount of incidents of underage drinking and all obscene behavior and this that and the third for motherfuckers that don't even live in the city. You know what I'm saying, and you won't hear a whisper about that shit at all. So as bad as that may have been. 
and or was televised and all of that shit, that ain't shit compared to what it is, to what these crackers be doing when they come down here. Yeah, I hear you on that. Did you want to uh, chime in on that? Um, those ninety hospitalized comedic at that uh, Chance the Rapper show. No, why? I mean, Chance the Rapper doesn't. Um, he doesn't represent that. Um, it's it's summertime. He does. They could have been dehydrated. You know what I'm saying? They could have been dehydrated. I mean, it is what it is. So, I mean, I, I'm not gonna highlight you know negativity. I mean, um. It's summertime, and it's all it's all we're trying to do is get out and have a good time. Um, but you know, really, you know, quickly on that same point, that um, I think they said at the Red Hat, when you know we, we had that same type of disparity disparity here, because that because um, they were like really, really surprised. So I can't remember who who it was, but it's like as long as it's not super urban, and I'm like I, I would imagine maybe Amigos type scenario, as long as it's not super urban. You could you could do your thing, but and then wait a minute I don't know no you weren't part of that conversation that was one okay so it was real weird so there was like when they get like um, Gucci Man Raleigh would be like look you need fourteen fourteen RPD plus security and when they had um, no we was having that conversation we was having that conversation with your boy Big Chris if you remember. Remember, mm-hmm. and he was talking about they 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 called him for security and they said all they needed was two guys. Yeah. Instead of the fourteen guys they would usually have, and and at their yeah. situation, it seemed like they suspended the marijuana ordinance because it was just haze of of blunt smoke. But that was when they did their thing. But you know, when we do our thing. You know, everybody, you got something rolled up in your hand, you're gonna go to jail. So. We already know it's disparity, um, and and that's what that's what the laws are written for. The laws are written for us to fill their their jails and prisons. So I mean, just just uh, you know, be law abiding when you can't talk about how unfair it is when you get beat over the head. You know, and it just is what it is. Just be safe. All right. So earlier when I was talking about um, Little Romeo buying this uh, chip company, I found an article and. I think we've talked about, you know, rappers and their extravagances before. But I was looking at this list that uh, Complex did, and it's been some years. I didn't even know Complex was still in existence. But uh, I was looking at this list that they had compiled uh, some years ago. It's called the 20 Dumbest Rapper Purchases. And, again, you know, you got the money. You know, they say you got to spend it, flaunt it, do whatever. But some of these rappers are still in the game now. You know, they're still, uh, you know, doing it, making paper or whatever. So some of them probably won't uh, fall on hard times or hit rock bottom probably for a couple more years. But one of these rappers that was on this list, and, of course, uh, they didn't say uh, (laughs) how much he spent at the time, but... We all know his story now because his ass is flat broke from what he had back in the 90s. But they talked about Hammer when he bought uh, this uh, stable in his uh, hometown of Oakland or whatever that had 19 thoroughbred horses. Now, these thoroughbreds are not cheap. They said one horse he shelled out 450000 for 
you know, it was a horse that ran in the Kentucky Derby, and then another horse he paid $1.2 million for. So you think about it, if he had 19 of these horses, then he spent a pretty uh, pretty uh, penny on that, and we see where he's at now. But some of these other purchases, yo, I was just sitting up here like, man, I, 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 I pray and hope to God that some of these brothers are making much more smarter investments with their money. And I was sitting up here just thinking, like, even if I had the money to spend like that, and, again, this is just me. I wouldn't live an extravagant life because I'm not an extravagant dude. But it's <laughs> Little Wayne's diamond teeth, as he said, they cost 150 grand. Uh, what was something else I saw in here crazy? Uh, Young Jeezy, uh, the chain... That he had that USDA chain or whatever cost him a hundred grand estimated value. The game had a diamond studded remote control car that cost just under a hundred thousand. Little John's crunk ain't dead chain half a mil estimated value. Said it weighs two point three kilograms and has over three thousand seven hundred and fifty diamonds in it. Mike Jones' Ice Age chain, which he ultimately got jacked for, cost him a mil. Birdman, this uh, Maybach, Maybach he had, eight mil. I mean, it's just crazy, y'all. <laughs> like, dude, for real, uh, uh, I think the craziest one I saw, though, was this, uh, what's, what's, the, what's the Florida rapper, the, the grotesquely fat dude? I can't stand him. What's his name? Mm-hmm. You know you like uh, Rose. Man, I don't listen you know, to none of them clowns. Yeah. They said he infamously like spent a billion dollars club, I think, for his birthday or some ish. Yeah. Birthday party. Said he did this back in twenty eleven. Hit uh some strip club called King of Diamonds and reportedly spent a million. They show him holding like mad stacks. They said according to the uh, strip club's talent manager, they say he confirmed that corporate offices had to bring in a Brinks truck just to supply more cash. They say, of course, Ross refused to confirm the exact amount of money due to IRS concerns. But it's just crazy, man. I'm like, hey, you know, well, you know what I say? I just don't want to hear your sass or your sob story, you know, another five or ten or probably less years from now when they say, you know, you are flat broke and you can't afford to uh, pay the IRS like the story I saw a couple of weeks ago about DMX. Y'all hear that uh, story about Dark Man? No, nah, what happened to him now? I heard he was about to go back to jail. Uh, yeah, he was um, he was arrested again and charged with evading $1.7 million in taxes. And, and you got that. Did you Cause you still tore it. See, that, you know what? But see, something wrong with him though. He got issues though. You know what I'm saying? So for him going through that, I can. You know what I'm saying? I can almost understand. Cause there's a lot of dudes now where where the thing is because we've watched rappers go broke because you know what I'm saying because there's been there has been a um, because there's been a hammer. Because there's been a TLC, 
because there's a Diddy and and you know and and his groups like Locks that got a story to tell. You know what I'm saying? Of of how you get, you know, how you get fucked by your label. You know what I'm saying? Or how you make how you make so much money and still you end up broke. It's it's a lot more. It's a lot more. Um, you you hear and see a lot more artists when they get to a certain status or a certain stage. They're a lot. They're they're a lot more um, financially conscious. Um, when it when it comes to all right, they and a, and a lot of it, and again, we know a lot of it is not real. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff that we see is not real. But then they will invest. They will invest in different enterprises to keep that money going. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that chain that they bought, that's fifty thousand, one hundred thousand. They may wear it a couple times if it indeed it is what it is, and then they'll put it up because those diamonds and that gold or whatever it is that appreciates in value. So I'll go put that up. You know what I'm saying? And and I'll go. I'll let that. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll let that gold. I'll hold on to that until I can do something with that. You know what I'm saying? That chain that I bought. You know what I'm saying? Or or that car, you know what I'm saying? What and, and, and they'll invest into different in, into different enterprises. The dude that you don't like so much, uh, Rick Ross, with the with the money that he spent, he's invested in he he's invested itself uh into into um the uh Wingstop the Wingstop food chain, uh rallies, checkers, you know what I'm saying, and and a couple other and, and, and a couple other different um, um, investments that he's made that's keeping it that that's keeping his money going. As I'm saying, there's a lot of I mean, we because we look to moguls like like um, like a Jay Z, like like a Dame Dash, like uh, I'm saying like 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 uh, um, like a Puffy Combs. Yeah, you know I'm saying we even looked at we even looked to 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 people like Shaquille O'Neal and and uh, and Magic Johnson who after their career. You know they've reinvested they they reinvested their money and they're into all types of shit. So now it's a it's a it's a thing now where you know where where there are there are some rappers there are them saying that there are some athletes there are some that have the, that that have the, attained that you know that millions of dollars. I'm saying doing whatever that they do. I'm saying, but they're trying to keep from going back to where they came from, because now they're starting to be more business conscious, and and that's the thing now. That's the wave now to be more business conscious, to be more, uh, to be more business savvy, to invest, to you know what I'm saying to do what these crackers been doing, you know, you know since you know what I'm saying to, to, to stay out. You know what I'm saying that once you got the money, now you gotta, now you gotta, you done got rich. Now you're trying to stay rich. You know what I'm saying? So you see a lot of them. You, you see a lot of them doing other stuff, you know what I'm saying, investing and in, 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 in doing all types of stuff to kind of keep, you know what I'm saying, to, to keep that money going. You know what I mean? Cause, and, and we hear about a lot of, you know, ballers that, you know what I'm saying, from the 80s and 90s that, you know what I'm saying, they broke, you know what I'm saying, because they didn't have that, you know what I'm saying? So, because it wasn't somebody that was around them, you know what I'm saying, to tell them how to keep their money. You know what I'm saying? So and then, you know, once it dried up, they didn't know what they didn't know how to you know what I'm saying, how to how, how to keep that money going. You know what I'm saying? They didn't know how to somebody gave them a fish and 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 opposed to telling them how to fish. You feel me? So even even with brothers like and we had this conversation with we had this conversation uh, not last week but week before, 
when when we brought up about LeBron making a comment, LeBron making a comment about uh, uh, about Steph Curry getting, you know what I'm saying, get, getting a check cut from from the uh, 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 from the Warrior franchise, you know what I'm saying, talking about make sure he gets his bread or whatever the case. Even those brothers, you know what I'm saying, that that are, that that are getting different streams from uh, of different streams of, of money from different projects and different and different ventures, you know what I'm saying, branding themselves um so 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 that they have so so that they'll have a source of income or something to something to sit back on after you know what I'm saying a, a, after they're no longer, you know what I'm saying, on on the court. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's getting better. It's getting better. Financial literacy at at that it's a lot easier at 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 that stage because you got so much more to deal with. We just need that trickle down theory so it works. You know what I'm saying? So it run down to regular people so they can learn how to invest and they can learn how to save their money and they can learn how to make their money work and and opposed to and opposed to working two three jobs. You know what I'm saying? And and taking so much of your life. You know what I mean? that you work and trying to get what you want, you know what I'm saying, and opposed to enjoying your life as you're living it, you know what I'm saying, and making and making the money that you're getting work for you and, and, and letting it do your work, you know what I'm saying, like these crackers is doing. These crackers is doing a whole bunch of shit. They vacationing two, three times a year. Their kids is doing whatever they want. They doing whatever they want, you know what I'm saying. They not, you know what I'm saying, like they not stressing when they got bread because they don't, you know what I'm saying, they keeping their cars or they, or they leasing their cars or they, you know, I'm saying, or, or they got, you know, they got equity in different. You know say they got equity in different areas. You know, what I'm saying, so it's cool to move money around. So, so you know, when they flat broke, that's when they spaz. That's when they go postal. That's when they kill themselves and kill. You know, that's that's when they do murder suicides because they don't know how to be broke. We've been broke all our life. We don't get different till we got money because all this shit is new to us. You know, what I'm saying, so that's that. That's what we. That's what we got to switch shit up. You know, what I'm saying, so financial financial literacy is starting to become. A, it's starting to become a big thing. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, like when you listen to dudes like Dr. Boyce Watkins, when you listen to dudes like Dr. Umar Johnson, excuse me, some of the shit that they talking now, you know what I'm saying? It's financial literacy. You know what I'm saying? Learning how money works, working your money, and then and 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 then passing it on so that we can still we can start creating generational wealth. The same way you was you you was just saying earlier how we don't see a lot of black businesses that are that are a couple generations old. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll do something, get big, and then they'll sell it off. Like, my man did it. You know what I'm saying? My man had a label. My man Anthony Griffith had a label called Heaven to Hell, right? All the major, all the major uh, 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 artists of the, of, the, of the 90s, you know what I'm saying, was on that shit. That's all that I'm saying. That like, like, everybody was on that. Wu-Tang was on that. Nas was on that. Busta, everybody. Every, 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 every high-profile artists, hip-hop artists, and R&B artists that you can name at one point or another was rocking heaven to hell. You know what I'm saying? He was in all the videos, all of this shit. He got big, and then he sold and then he sold this shit to uh, then he sold it to some company in China. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's living off of it, but that nigga working a regular job. I said, nigga, you could've, you, there's so much shit you could've did with that. You know what I mean? Like, he had mass stores in the hood, but it's so much stuff. Like, you had a, you had an international, you had an international company, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? And you right here from Hartford. And I remember when you used to I remember when you used to go back and forth to the city to go buy, you know what I'm saying, to, 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 to go buy belts and shit to put in your store. You know what I'm saying? While I'm going school shopping, you in the same you in the same garment district so I'm in, in the city, you know what I'm saying? You're saying getting your shit to come back and put it in your store. You know what I'm saying? You had an international 
Chanel label. Yeah, you know I mean that was highly that was that was high profile and 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 and, and highly polarized or them saying or highly sought after within the urban community and within the hip hop community. But yet you sold your shit off. So them saying the same thing. It's just financial financial illiteracy and a trickle down theory to let it get down the regular motherfuckers like us. Well, for me, here's the thing that makes the uh, DMX story just that much more disappointing. You know, it's one thing when you talk about, you know, people being educated about money, you know, being uh, financially smart, you know, educated and, and and making smart, you know, business decisions. It's another thing when you try to get over on the system and, and you know, manipulate it to your advantage, i.e. a lot of these uh, white-collar criminals. But they said, uh, and this happened two weeks ago, DMX uh, turned itself in to federal authorities on, uh, and these are all federal charges, of tax fraud. They said uh, he was allegedly engaged in a multi-year scheme to hide millions of dollars in income from authorities. They said right now he owes $1.7 million in taxes. They said he... <laughs> They said he um he evaded paying taxes on his earnings from TV shows, movies, music, etc., uh, performances, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They said by he avoided personal bank accounts. He set up accounts in other people's names and was paying his personal expenses largely in cash. Now again, you don't have to be you don't have to have an MBA to be financially smart. But if you were smart enough to do all of that there, why couldn't you have just been smart enough to pay your damn taxes? Now you're looking at, they said he's looking at 14 federal counts and could face more than 40 years in prison, all because you didn't want to pay taxes. Like I said, I just don't get it, man. Same thing. The uh, NFL player, I think we talked about him on the show uh, a year or so ago. They just got hit up, you know, with all these charges trying to run the pyramid scheme in the NFL. I mean, I just don't get brothers, man. It's like you get money, okay, you know you got to pay taxes on this money. Just be pay your damn taxes and be done with it. You know, I can see if somebody were giving you bad financial advice, and telling you, nah, you don't have to do this, you know, we're going to take care of this, and then that person don't take care of it, and then you're looking at, okay, you can blame it on your assistant or your financial advisor or whoever. But, nah, this was this was dark man sitting up here purposely trying to get over on the system. And dude is looking at fucking the, the better part of his uh, later life in prison. Come on, man. That's just, that's just plain... Flat out stupid. But you know I don't. I can't blame him. Hold up, Bell. I can't blame him for not doing that shit. God. Mm. What's work? No, I wasn't saying nothing. Y'all was talking. Because I mean, because I, 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 I haven't I asked you. Did you have any thoughts? No. Well, I mean, my thought is, DMX. I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the facts. So a lot of times, you know, in these, in these deals that, that we always talk about, you know. They don't know the math. Now he's been in the game a long time, but like I don't know. I don't know if he got a hundred thousand dollars 
if he knew he was supposed to pay that 10000 or did he get effed over? You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I don't know. But, but knowing that he threw Ron Osley up in jail, they're going to throw your young ass up in jail. Well, he ain't that young now because he's about our age. But Wesley in jail too. You know what I mean? But, you know, Wesley was like, F you, I'm going to jail versus taking my money. So, you know, he was on that, uh, he got some old uh, black nationalism. And then he was like, I'm not paying your taxes. So I hear that. But it was something freaky. But I'm just saying, like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, you don't know. So, or, or like with the new edition thing, like, yo, yeah, where, where the bread at? So we don't even have no bread after it was all said and done. And then you still telling me I owe you 200000 Like, from what? I don't even have $200,000 to give you. So, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. I mean, again, in this day and age, you want to be sure, but we all know he'd be drinking and smoking. So, I mean, he's not of his right mind. So I, I just don't know. I don't know enough to, like, have damnation upon him. Yeah, I mean, cause I, just, I just don't know. It's sad. I hope he'd be all right. But I can't say. You know what I'm saying? Stuff, stuff be going on so much. And then, you know, like let's say you do um, – you know, boom, you you down to Eagles, and they give you 10 Gs in your hand. You ain't supposed to claim that, you know what I'm saying? But you throw half of it into the audience, uh, what are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Uncle Sam said one is. So, again, you know, sloppy management, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know, so I don't want to really say. I mean, I just hope he be all right. Like I said, man, if you setting up bank accounts and other people's names and – <laughs> you paying for stuff in cash just so you can avoid <laughs> paying taxes. Somebody told you, yo, this is the way you do that so you don't have to pay Uncle Sam, fuck Uncle Sam, and you going to go along and do it not realizing that you got a paper trail of shows and movies and shit that you done did and you done got income for and they can say, okay, this man made $30 million this past year from all these shows and endorsements or, you know, whatever, and you ain't paid the government a stitch? Come on, man. <laughs> come on. As I said, that's a come on, man moment. <laughs> but, yo, we're going to get ready to roll up out of here, man. I um, want to thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of the show. Like I said, my man, the B-I-double-G got hung up. I guess he uh, his other business was more pressing than uh, doing the show. So, uh, as always, want well, to thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, check my man DJ Comedic out. He did it again this morning or this afternoon, and you can catch him again next Wednesday starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check him out for the House Lunch Break Live. You can catch him on Mixler. That's M-I-X-L-R, Mixler Radio, Mixler.com. Log in, check out DJ Comedic with the House Lunch Break Live starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We gives you two, sometimes two-plus hours of some of the best in-house music. So get your groove on while you're in your cubicle or if you work from home or you're in your car going to lunch, go in and get your house mix on with DJ Comedic. Promise you the man going to have you grooving. And don't forget, you can catch myself along with the B-I-W-G Rich, DJ Comedic, and Black Caesar back here next Wednesday and every Wednesday night starting at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where we give you 90-plus minutes of some of the best in late-night talk. Like I said, if it's trending on social media or in the mainstream media and it's of interest to us in some form or fashion, you better believe we're going to be discussing it and dissecting it and giving our thoughts on it. So make sure you check us out back here 
next Wednesday as well, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, fellas, we got about two and a half minutes. Anybody got any last thoughts? Oh, I know, my bad. L, you did say the fight is this weekend between uh, McGregor and Mayweather. Uh, any thoughts on it? You got to pick a favorite? What's the deal? I mean, it ain't. Listen, we already know that shit is a, that's just an exhibition, man. We do we know that if it if it stays if it sticks to the stand up, you know what I'm saying. We we know it's all the way in Floyd's favor. You know what I'm saying. Like, unless all of a sudden this nigga get two leg takedown and like this shit too bad. I know I'm not spending no hundred. I predict there's gonna be a lot of dancing and and showboating in the ring. I don't see any uh, actual fighting going on. If it is, I'll be surprised. I'll hear about it because I'm sure not paying to watch it. Uh, What about you, Comedic? Any thoughts on the fight this coming up this weekend? Nah, I mean, they they did a great job of drumming up business. Um, One of the best drums I've seen in a long time. Um, and it is what it is. Like they, 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 that's that's not they, they they're making that cake. Um, Floyd, you know, crazily enough, is way too old to be trying to fight this character. He never fought anybody before. He's not a fighter, so I don't even understand how this even occurred. Kudos to them for making this money, though. Yeah, they Mayweather has a guaranteed nine-figure payout. I think his payout is a hundred mil. At least, and then McGregor's, I think, is what somewhere around thirty mil. Is it that L that McGregor's gonna get? Yeah, something like that. So yeah, you got one man getting nine figures, another man getting eight figures, just to get in the ring and dance around and and put on something entertaining for the crowds. Like I said, I doubt very seriously you're gonna see a fight. Uh, you know, like I said, this was just a hype show that led to a big payday for both. Oh uh, man, so said so we'll, we'll definitely and, and this dude been this dude been knocked out twice just sparring. Oh uh, yeah, he done got knocked out twice. He done got McGregor done got knocked out twice sparring. Definitely get the word on it and chop it up some next week. So with that said and done, I'm less than ten seconds. We up out of here. You guys have a great week weekend. Be safe, be blessed as always. Catch your boys back here next Wednesday night. We'll do it all over again. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.